What's up, everybody? It's Jaren from the Hockey Podcast Network's newest show, the Windy City Benders Podcast. My co-host Tanner and I bring our unique takes on Blackhawks hockey. Us on this show have been a, a pro Carlton guy. for He's the right coach for the situation. Giving it to our rivals. That's one of the things that kind of sucks. I wish we would have had the Blues in our division this year because our trash. As well as bringing in some guests from the NHL. Please welcome to the show, goaltender Scott Darling. The Eagle himself, Ed Belfort. Brian Bickle. David Boland. Letter Kenny. The, the show started out with uh, basically a, a beer league hockey team. And anybody who loves the game. Find us on all your favorite podcast apps, the Hockey Podcast Network website, and on social media at WCB Podcasts. This weekend's UFC 262 is sure to be a can't-miss event. Every punch, kick, and knockout means so much more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of UFC, is giving you a shot at huge cash prizes. This weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering all customers a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, Fantasy MMA is easy to play. Just pick six fighters, sit under the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. There's no better way to pull, put your MMA knowledge to the test than to compete at a shot for millions of dollars in total prizes. Plus, don't forget about basketball and hockey where DraftKings has even more money up for grabs throughout the week. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the DraftKings app now and use the promo code THPN. For your shot at millions of dollars and total prizes throughout the week. That's promo code THPN to get your shot at millions of dollars and total prizes only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello ladies and gentlemen and hockey fans and welcome to episode 45 of season 2 of the King's Den as always presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Jordy Cunningham. Thank you so much for joining us here on again episode 45 of season 2 of the King's Den. As always, before we get started, don't forget to follow us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at the King's Den THPN or me, your host, Jordy Cunningham, at CunninghamJordy on Twitter, and of course, we're presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, so don't forget to follow them on Twitter and Instagram at HockeyPodNet, or just search the Hockey Podcast Network on Facebook or YouTube or Patreon as well for bonus content. Episode 45, let's get right into it. We left off last episode touching on Kopi 1K, Anse Kopitar 1,000 points for the LA Kings, 1,000 points in his illustrious career for the LA Kings and so we got to touch on that last episode but I didn't get to what he had to say about it so I just want to get to what Kopi had to say about it himself first of all you guys know I love the quotes so before we get into the two games against Colorado we'll just finish on we'll hear from what Anze Kopitar had to say about reaching 1,000 points and he said uh first of all the emotions of the moment 
uh, he got asked, he said, obviously the excitement, being thankful for a lot of reasons, thankful to my family, my parents, my grandparents, my, my wife, my kiddos for giving me energy, my brother for keeping me in check, thankful to everybody along in my hockey career, from the first coach to Todd right now and Dave Taylor for drafting me and giving me this opportunity, I can go on and on. Obviously, Mr. A for keeping me around all these years, it's a long list, just want to thank everyone at the same time. And then he also got asked about his emotions coming into the game and uh, not wanting to sit on 999 for so long he said it was definitely exciting and nerve-wracking a little bit i caught myself thinking a few too many times about it and i told myself to kind of relax a little bit just just to play and let it happen when it happens and it obviously did he didn't have to wait very long as he got it on Wednesday night on sean walker's empty netter and i just got asked about if you ever he also got asked if you ever thought it would play out like this and coming in la being a king his whole career and he said it was very hard to imagine. Being a kid, you always have a dream, right? To make it to the NHL and to win a Stanley Cup, to have a long career, a successful career. For me, I was almost a little bit naive to think of that, but I guess not. 15 years later, being in this position, it's exciting, and I'm very humble. Thankful comes to mind. Before, I forgot to thank my teammates, which is probably not the best idea. But I've always been very thankful for the guys that have played with me and been a part of my success and success as a team. And now... He then also got asked about what it's like being in the 1,000-point club. And he said, like I said, it's very exciting. I'm sure it's going to set in a lot more over the next few days or weeks. This one, it's a little bit different than 1,000 games. Because with 1,000 games, the excitement kind of builds up. And when it comes, you're kind of expecting it. This one, it just kind of hits you. It's very exciting right now. My heart is still racing. I think it's going to take a little bit to set in for the next few days and weeks. And it's true. Like a huge moment like that. For absolute legend, it, you look forward to the thousands game. You don't know when the thousands point is going to come, though. So very cool to see that happen. And then uh, the last question he had was, uh, "What, what, what if someone said to him back in two thousand six, you would get a thousand points? What would he say?" And Kopi laughed and said, "You're crazy. I don't know. It's surreal. I haven't set in, and just being a part of that club, it's very special to me. Like I said." It brings me back. Very thankful right now and obviously very excited and very happy all above. But very thankful and be and humbled to be in this position. So once again, congratulations to Anze Kopitar reaching a thousand points. Obviously an amazing milestone. He was the 91st player in NHL history to reach a thousand points. The fourth to do so in a Kings jersey and the first of Slovenian born player ever to reach the mark. So once again, congratulations to Anze Kopitar on 1000 points. Just an incredible, incredible career. Very, it just, there's no words. And he's still going to be an LA King for a long, long time. But now, let's get to the games that happened this weekend. Two consecutive 3-2 losses against the Colorado Avalanche. But even before we get into that, there was a lineup note going into the weekend after Wednesday's game. Wednesday's game, Dustin Brown suffered an injury, an upper body injury, and they determined that with the treatment and rehab that he needed, that he will be out for the remainder of the season. So it's also not much. It was, it's only, what is it, six, seven games, but he is missing the remainder of the season, Dustin Brown, with an upper body injury. So with that, going into Friday night's game, the lineup looked a little different. And they changed it up a little bit. Like I said, we kind of talked about it last game, I follow getting moved around a little bit. So with Brown out of the lineup, 
Austin Wagner gets back into the lineup, and Trevor Moore gets the upgrade. Instead of IFL going back to the first line, Trevor Moore gets the upgrade because he's been playing so well of late. He's been racking up the points. So the lines on Friday night were Kopitar centering Kempe and Moore, Velarde centering Iafalo and Leah Anderson, Quinton Byfield centering Austin Wagner and Athanasiu, and Jared Anderson Dolan centering Grunstrom and Lemieux. So let's get to the game. Oh, and also with. Uh, Dustin Brown out. I, Alex Iafalo took his took the A in his place. So also great for Alex Iafalo to be getting the A placed on him. So we go to the game Friday night. It's a three-two loss. Well, that's just how Kings had a quick start in this game. A very quick start. Just two minutes and twelve seconds in. Brendan Lemieux, his fourth of the season from Grunstrom and Walker. That made it one to nothing at the time. And it's just a great play where Grunstrom finds time and space, just puts it on net. It goes off the pads of Grubauer and right to Lemieux, who finds the back of the net. That made it one nothing for the Kings early on, like I said. But then just a few minutes after that, the Kings, the power play has been so good all year, but it has it's allowed a few goals lately. And this one right here, about three minutes after Lemieux's goal, Mikko Rantanen, his 30th of the season, if you can believe that, on the power play, just a, a one-timer past Cal Peterson. That made it 1-1 one to one at the time, and that would be it for the first period. Colorado came out flying in this game, man. Came out absolutely flying in this game. They had 18 shots in the first period. They outshot... LA 18 to 5 in the first period. They just came out flying. And unfortunately, the Rantanen's power play goal came on a too many men penalty. That just can't happen. Those are penalties that you have to avoid. They just cannot happen. But only the one goal, it was 1 0 after the first period, or 1 1 after the first period in this game. Then you go to the second period where the teams trade, trade goals again. About three minutes in to the period, Tyson Jost on one that Cal Peterson would like back. You know, Jost just coming in on the left side, kind of a bit of a bad angle, and Cal Peterson just misplayed it. It goes through the wickets, five hole and in. That made it two to one for the Avalanche at the time. And again, that's just one you don't see Cal Peterson make a mistake like that very often. That made it two to one for Colorado at the time. And I misspoke. They didn't trade goals. My bad because. At the uh, midway part, midway point of the period, uh, Kale McCarr, his seventh of the season, made it three to one for the Avalanche. Alex Newhook gets his first career point with a secondary assist on the goal, and this was just a great play by McCarr. Man, he's showing why why he's one of the best young defensemen in the league. He just kind of got in the slot, and made a little bit of a move. You see, when the play was developing, Doughty was trying to communicate to I forget who it was, and it just. Doughty had to end up going and make the play, and the forwards were in front of the net, and they just weren't able. Anderson Dolan got turned around a little bit, and they just weren't able to make a play. And also, it was just Kale McCarr's skill. He was just showing it off on this goal, and a great shot past Cal Peterson. That made it 3 to 1 for the Avalanche at the time. And again, Colorado, another 13 shots in the second period. LA, only five shots. So, Outshot 31 to 10 through the first two periods. You're not going to win many hockey games like that. But LA, they pushed back in the third period, man. They outshot Colorado 7 to 6 in the third period. They tried. They did what they could. But they ju- it just wasn't enough. Late in the third period, Gabe Flaherty scores his 10th of the year. Nice to see him get to get to double digits on uh, on a pass from Leas Anderson. This play actually all started with Matt Roy. Great forecheck by the defenseman. 
Matt Roy to keep the, to keep the puck in and steal the puck. Centered it, came to Elias Anderson, who got it to Velarde, who just backhanded it, backhanded it past Grubauer. And the, this goal, the the nice thing about this goal was it was so effortless. Velarde made it look so easy, and that's a that's a big thing for a young kid. It's just making shit look easy, and that's what Velarde did on this goal. Good to see him kind of get it hot right now at the end of the year. It's, even though the Kings lost Friday night and Saturday night, the play is reminding me of the end of last season and it's good to see it's fun to see but Velarde's 10th of the year that made it 3-2 and that's all that the LA Kings would get as they fell 3-2 to the Colorado Avalanche on Friday night uh like I said final shots like Colorado outshot LA badly final shots were 37 to 17 in this game Colorado had the only power play goal Colorado was also 54 and a half percent in the face-off circle it was uh, how about and it could have been a lot more. LA Kings, you gotta give them credit. Gotta give the defense credit. We've talked about this a lot. They've been good. They've been great at this lately. Actually, 19 block shots for the LA Kings in this game. 19. That is incredible. Drew Doughty had four of them. Of course he did. Drew Doughty four block shots. It's just that's something that the Kings have been really good at lately. Is blocking shots. Really good. And just another piece in this game that I want to talk about is you see the skill in Quinton Byfield. And head coach Hamilton has a great quote about it. We'll get there in a second. But this kid's 18, and you see why he's going to be good in the NHL. People call him the heir apparent to Ante Kopitar, but Kings fans are lucky because they're going to have both Kopitar and Byfield for a while here. And Byfield, I think he's done for, uh, for the year in a Kings jersey. But what he showed in these few games he played was incredible. You can see just like the skill he has and the puck possession he has. It's It was incredible to see, and we're going to see a lot more of him in an LA Kings jersey in the future. Just a great few games for, uh, for him to end the season here. And now let's just get to what head coach Tom McClellan said about the game. And he said... Uh, if tonight's game showed any depth for Colorado, because Colorado, they've made the playoffs, so they kind of sat some guys in the game as well. And head coach Tom Holland said, definitely, no McKinnon, no Girard, Saad is out. By the time the playoffs get around and they are healthy, that's why they're one of the favorites to win. They're they're a real good, that's a real good game for us to play and a great game for us to evaluate where others are. We've got a long, long way to go to close the gap, but I think it's better for us to play in these games right now than to have some token games against some teams that maybe aren't in the playoffs. It's good. It's a good evaluator. And before that, before I even go anymore, with the with the loss on Friday night, the Kings were officially eliminated from the postseason, from the playoffs. But we kind of knew already that they were going to be eliminated from the playoffs, barring a miracle, but now they officially are. And and speaking of that now, you have three more games now because of Saturday's game got played. So you have three more games now. This is the evaluation time. This is time to see... Who's going to be here next year and who isn't? Because I'll tell you what, with all these young kids, get in their chance. Because Kupari got his chance on Saturday night. We'll get to that in a second. They got some choices, the LA Kings. And, like, Velarde is playing great. But guys like Leas Anderson has played well. I think he deserves the spot. Anderson Dolan has played pretty well. Lemieux is one of these bubble guys. The Colorado, the Colorado broadcasters, I, have, I actually loved this quote when Lemieux scored early in uh, Friday in Friday's game, he said he said something to the effect of Lemieux more plays against the other team than plays for his team. And what I think he meant by that is Lemieux's role is to agitate the other team. 
So we, he more agitates the other team because he's a fourth-line grinder, right, than scoring goals. He got he scored on uh, on Friday night, but that's not usually his game. And I kind of thought that was an interesting take at looking at Brendan Lemieux because he is a guy that's on the bubble for this LA Kings team. It's going to be very interesting to see what this team looks like next year. But uh, continuing what head coach Thomas Holland said, he said uh, he then got asked about uh, on the things he was looking at when evaluating from a game where the Kings had the puck less because, again, the Kings did not have the puck much in this game. You could see his shots 37-17 to 17, the puck possession really wasn't there. And head coach Tom Holland said, a lot of it is our defensive awareness in play and game management. They're so good off the rush and so good off of transition. They do such a good job of drawing players to the puck and finding people open off it. Makar's goal, their third goal, is a prime example. The player delays, we all migrate to the puck, and they hit the late guy. We've talked about it and talked about it. We still have players that have a real tough time not chasing the puck all over, all over the place, reading the dangerous area of the ice, taking that away. But some of it is experience. Maybe some aren't going to get it. Others are going to improve, but that's where we're at right now, and we just have to continue to sort it out. And that's true. It's one of those things, and that's one of those things that's going to happen with young players, man. Uh, just experience. Like he said, some guys just need a little more experience. And now, this is the one that I'm interested in that I mentioned earlier, because Byfield's not going to play for the Kings the rest of the season, most likely. So, uh, he head coach Thomas Holland got asked about the evaluation of Byfield in his few games. And head coach Thomas Holland said, From a coaching perspective, I think he's a trusting player. And why do I say that about a young 18-year-old? Because of the way he comprehends things and how he applies them, puts them into, his, into the game. I thought he improved as time went on. It was a big test for him to play tonight. He supported the puck really well on a lot of the breakouts. He won battles. He showed escape skills with the puck. I think he had vision and wanted to make plays. Sometimes they were knocked down, but we'll get used to the pay- but he'll get used to the pace of play and wingers will get in a better position for him over time. He's certainly an NHL player that at the age of 18, I can't wait to see him when he's 22. And that's the that the end of that is what you got to lock in to right there. He's certainly an NHL player at the age of 18. I can't wait to see him when he's 22. Imagine that. You're going to get a full season of Quinton Byfield probably next year at 19. And then just think about the growth he's going to have. You saw the potential in the few games he played. You saw it. That's only going to grow. That's only going to grow and skyrocket for Quinton Byfield. And Kings fans, be fucking excited about that. Because it is going to be something to behold. He's the next Kopitar, man. He's the next, he's the heir apparent to Kopitar, like everyone says. And we, the Kings fans are going to be lucky enough to see them both for a while. And he also got asked about uh, if he believes Byfield is going to be a full-time NHL player next season. And head coach Thomas Holland responded with, we're going to count on that right now. He'll have to come, he'll have to come back and earn a spot like everybody else does, but I don't see any reason why he can't play. A lot will depend on who's around our roster and what it looks like, but he'll need some support, certainly. I think he has the tools to do that. So, Again, head coach Thomas Holland thinks he's going to be there next season. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens. And then he also got asked about uh, Alex Ifalo wearing the A because Dustin Brown is out for the rest of the season. And uh, head coach said, I don't think you have to be a leader to wear a letter. In fact, I think these pieces of felt, I've said it before, are way overrated. If you change the letter or the type of person they are, or the type of person you are when a C or an A is put on you, then shame on you. Alex didn't play out of character. He didn't change his character at all. He's been a quiet leader in the locker room. He leads by example on nice. All the little things that he does, and it was quite easy to put it on him when Dustin couldn't go. So it was an easy easy choice for for 
Todd McClellan. I, I think it definitely was as well. And he's so true. Like, we can't, you can't change the fact that, you can't change your way, your way of play just because you get a letter. It's absolutely true what head coach Tom McClellan said. So with that, we head to Saturday night where Cal Peterson makes back-to-back starts. I believe it was the third time this year he's done that. Also, by the way, on Friday night and Saturday night in these last two games, uh, Grosinek was the backup because Jonathan Quick is still battering, battling injuries as well. And I wouldn't be surprised if he got shut down for the season as well, but the LA Kings haven't announced anything about that yet. So going into Saturday night, you get a little bit of a different look because Friday night was Quinton Byfield's last game of the season. Kings call up Rasmus Kupari to play in his second career game after score after being called up earlier he gets he gets a chance to be back in the lineup again and he's another piece of the puzzle for the kings in the future man and he showed why he deserves to be a part of the team next season but we'll and for these last few games obviously but uh before we get into that just going into the game with kapari in the lineup instead of instead of byfield kings wanted a few different looks as well so Velarde stayed with Iafalo and Anderson. Athanasiu got put up to the first line with Kopitar and Kempe. And Kupari centered Wagner and Moore. Fourth line stayed the same in Anderson Dolan centering Grundstrom and Lemieux. So you go into this game. And again, like I said, it's another 3-2 loss for the LA Kings wearing the Saturday dark grays in this game. I love those jerseys, man. I absolutely love those jerseys. But get to the first period. Just under five minutes in, Devontae's his eighth of the year on a wrist shot past Cal Peterson. That made it one to nothing. Devontae's just has a wicked wrister, man. It's insane. Just a wicked wrister. That made it one to nothing early on. And I'll get to a point in a second, but there's an obvious reason in this game on Saturday night that showed why the Avalanche are where they are and why the Kings aren't. Yeah, but I'll get to that in a second. Maybe you can try to sense it as we go along here. Uh, like I said, Devontae's makes it one and nothing five minutes in, just uh, just under five minutes in, and uh, Colorado came out flying again, tw- out shooting LA twelve to six in the first period. Just, and a few minutes after Tay's goal, Kale McCarr, yes, another one for McCarr, a power play goal, just a one timer from the point, somehow doesn't hit anyone. Cal Peterson gets see, can't see it, it gets past him, his eighth of the year. That made it two to nothing. For the Colorado Colorado Avalanche at the time. And then just four minutes after that. Yes. A busy first period. Sean Walker. I'll have what he's having lately man. We'll get to him in a second. His fourth. Just a little wrister past uh, Colorado's goaltender in this game. Who was uh, Johansson. I almost said Grubauer was Johansson in this game. That made it 2-1 to one for the time as Sean Walker cuts the lead in half. Walker from Velarde and I follow a great pass from Velarde on this goal. Velarde is really showing why why he plays so well. What or what he can do, the potential he has. And yeah, he struggled for a bit midseason, but end of the season, Velarde has been playing really well again. He's up to 22 points on the season. I follow with the second assist, his 17th of the season. Then you go to the second period. Colorado kind of dominating again, for lack of a better term. Outshot LA 14-5 to in the second period. Only one goal in the period. Devontae's his second of the game, ninth of the season from McCarr. What a deep pair that is. Taze and McCarr, I tell you. Holy shit. Uh, just a snapshot past Cal Peterson made it 
three to one for Colorado. And like I said, that was the only goal of the second period. Then you go to the third period, and this is where it kind of gets exciting for Kings fans. As Rasmus Kupari, his first NHL goal past Johansson, that made it three to two for Colorado. But great to see Kupari get his first of the season his first NHL goal from Leas Anderson was a pretty little pass from Leas Anderson that made it uh like I said that cut the lead to three to two at the time Sean Walker another two-point game another multi-point game his 13th assist of the season getting the secondary assist on it but again that's all that's as close as the Kings would come as they fall to the Colorado Colorado Avalanche by the score of three to two once again, Devontae was the first star in this game. Kale McCarr was the second star of this game. And Rasmus Kupari was the third star in this game. As he finished with the goal. And 12.53 of ice time centering the third line. He had a good game, man. He played well. He played He played very well in this game. Uh, LA, another 12 blocks in this game. Colorado actually came out more physical in this game. Out hitting LA 30-23 to in this game and an interesting stat before we get to the quotes about this game and just one that I like and it shows the it shows the momentum shift not the momentum shift per se for the Kings but the changing of the guard the young guys getting their chance for the LA Kings with Kapari's first NHL goal he became the fourth LA Kings player to score their first career NHL goal this season joining Jared Anderson Dolan Tobias Bornfoot and Arthur Kaliev Four players. Those are four pieces of the future right there. It's too bad Byfield couldn't get his first before uh, being done for the season. But Kupari, Anderson Dolan, Bornfoot, and Kaliev all scoring their first goals of their career for the LA Kings this season. And also, just quickly on Sean Walker. Like I said, he had a goal and an assist in this game. He has eight points over his last eight games. Two goals and eight assists. And this is what I wanted to talk about. This is what I wanted to talk about. Colorado scored three goals in this game. Two by Devontae's, one by Kale McCarr. What does that tell you? Three goals from defensemen. That's the difference between... That's one of the differences, one of the key differences for the Kings and between Colorado and LA right now. Of course, Colorado's not mild, like I guess miles ahead for lack of a better term because of like their cup contenders right now and LA just isn't but one of the issues that LA has had that we've talked about and Sean Walker has kind of helped it towards the end of the year here but this is kind of this is what I'm talking about this is a comparison LA their scoring from defensemen hasn't been very good this season and it's something that has to change. And we've heard the rumors that Rob Blake is interested in another defenseman. And I hope to God it's an offensive defenseman. And you can't really blame, like, Doughty is obviously having a career. Like, imagine where he would be if he was the Doughty of a few of a of the last couple of years, where he kind of struggled a little bit. Drew Doughty's been unbelievable this season. But with that, like Sean Walker, this is his second year in the league, and he's kind of struggled. Yeah, of course, you can't, like, he's had injury issues. He started the year on the COVID list. He has just kind of struggled with uh, with the sophomore slump, kind of, if you will. But, again, like, I'm pretty sure he's second on the team, second in the in defense on the team with 18 points. Like, 
as a whole, the Kings defense has to score more, has to provide more points. Absolutely. The Kings, I have it right here actually now. The Kings defense has combined for 92 points this season. Connor McDavid has more points than the entire Kings defense. Connor McDavid has more points than everyone that has lined up on defense for the LA Kings this season. That's nothing against Connor McDavid. That's nothing against the LA Kings. It's just they're a young team. They just need more scoring from their defense. Drew Doughty, 34 points. Sean, first with 34 points. Sean Walker, 17 points. Mikey Anderson, 11 points. Matt Roy, 10 points. Tobias Bornfoot, 6 points. This is frustrating one. Kale Clegg, 6 points. He's the one that has to play more. And you got to think. you got to remember. Remember this as well as part of this. Uh, Anderson, 21. Matt Roy, 25. So, a- Anderson, 21. Tobias Bornfoot, 19. Kale Clegg, 22. These guys are going to score more. I guarantee you that. I absolutely guarantee you that. They're young. They're just going to get better. The most frustrating one, send Curtis McDermott to the moon also. And the other frustrating one, Ole Mata, 38 games, 3 points, just 3 assists. Thought he was going to do something for the LA Kings, and he just hasn't this season. And it's been frustrating, to say the least. It has been frustrating to, to see that, to say the least. It's going to be interesting to see what the LA Kings do this offseason. But there are still a few games left. Three games, actually, to be specific. As your LA Kings have their last home game on Monday night against the St. Louis Blues. And then they finish back-to-back on Wednesday night and Thursday night against the Colorado Avalanche. So still lots of hockey to be played. Three games. Players are playing for pride now. And you're seeing like players playing for pride. They're playing for a spot next year. There's no doubt about that. Because on top of just next year coming around, Kings are going to have a high draft pick again. Probably a top 10 pick. And you got the expansion draft. So you got to protect guys. And I'm sure we're going to have an episode in the coming weeks or months where we're going to talk expansion draft and who the Kings will protect and who they won't. Because it's going to be an interesting list for sure. Very interesting list. There's still lots, lots to be determined with this LA Kings team. But for now, three games left. Play for pride. Play for your spot next season. They're still going to play hard. they got to play for their spot next season. As And also, you can still finish ahead of San Jose. But there's a, there's a chance that they might because San Jose only has one game left. By the way, it's crazy with all with COVID delays and stuff like that that the playoffs are going to start while, while teams are still finishing their regular season. That's crazy. Very strange. Like, Anaheim's done already. They're the first team done. Oh no, Anaheim and Arizona are done already. Like it's a very strange to see that. Very, very strange to see that. But also at the same time, if you're the Kings, like I, I hate this when people say this, but I know people will argue it, so I'll say it quickly. Like, do you want the Kings to win these last three games, or do you want them to get a play, better uh, draft spot? And again, the draft's a fucking lottery, so I hate that terminology of just. I'm not terminology, but I guess way of thinking of like, yeah, just lose the last three games. No, 
the Kings are going to play hard. They're going to play. They're going to be playing for pride, and they're, they're going to be playing hard in these last three games. And you got to think. Here's a positive about this team: the goal differential is only minus sixteen. That's I love that. They're fifth in the in the division in goal differential. Arizona, way worse. San Jose, way worse. Anaheim, way worse. There's a lot of positives with this team. And they got three games left to kind of show something going into next season. Like I said, Monday night at home against St. Louis, last home game of the season, and then back-to-back Wednesday night and Thursday night against the Colorado Avalanche to end the season. And also, just quickly before we end it, shout-out. I will give a shout-out to Connor McDavid because that is insane what he's doing. 100 points in what is it? 53 games? Just video game numbers. What Connor McDavid is doing is just absolutely insane and so good for the NHL. So congratulations to Connor McDavid on his 100 points in 53 games this season. Just a truly incredible feat. And with that, that's it for episode 45 of season 2 of the Kingston. As always, before we let you go, don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, and review to not only the Kingston, but to every other podcast around the Hockey Podcast Network because everyone is just killing it. Everyone is getting excited for the playoffs. Even though we're not, even though the Kings aren't making the playoffs, we're all excited for the playoffs. I'm very, not all the matchups are decided yet, but I'm very, very excited for the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers first round matchup. I'm very, very excited for that. So don't, don't forget to follow everyone here at the Hockey Podcast Network because, once again, everyone is just killing it, doing so, so well. Don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, and review to every single podcast here at the Hockey Podcast Network. And don't forget to follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter and Instagram at HockeyPodNet or on Facebook or YouTube. Just search the Hockey Podcast Network or on Patreon for $1.00. You can find all of our exclusive bonus content around the le- around the network, including After Hours and so much more. And of course, don't forget to follow The King's Den on Twitter and Instagram at The King's Den, T-H-P-N. And of course, I'm your host, Jordy Cunningham. Don't forget to follow me at Cunningham Jordy. As always, have a great week. Stay safe. Wear your mask. And we'll talk to you on Thursday for episode 46 of season two of The King's Den.